Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. We are Court and Ob, and welcome to Environmental Podcast. Yeah, welcome. This is our podcast where we deep dive into different aspects of sustainability, and then we just have really lovely conversations about it with uh, folks that are working in the sustainability sector. If this is content that you like, please like and subscribe so that you end up back in your feed. Yes, we would appreciate it. Um, we are stoked to be joined by Rihanna Dolar, who is the founder and teacher from Kick-Ass Quilts, an awesome brand that was part of our living brand directory. And um, we're so excited to actually sit down and chat with you more about what you do. So thank you for being here, Rihanna. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Right. I always like telling about what I do. Yes. Yeah. So let's dive into <laughs> yeah. it. Yes. Can you tell us more yeah. about Kick-Ass Quilts? Yeah, um, Kick-Ass Quilts is, has a, as mission to create a sustainable world where everybody feels welcome with the magic of quilting. And it's basically started out of my love of quilting with old clothes and creating all kind of uh, crazy masterpieces with it. And also making quilting more, more relevant again for a younger public. Because I was a member of a quilting guild, but I was younger than people's grandkids often. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was not necessarily because people were not interested in doing things with their hands, but maybe the way people saw quilting was something that wasn't matching with what a younger pu public was looking for. So that's how it started. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So you're just reframing quilting for the yeah. younger population. I love it. And so you you are you're teaching yeah. classes and online, right? Yeah, now I'm really focusing on uh creating products and ideas that I can do because I'm now having a workspace at a, a recycling plant basically where they nice. collect a lot of old textiles and stuff like that. So now I'm Tapping into my inventor side to see what kind of old clothes I can use for what kind of quilt. Because, um, because quilting in a way is very versatile because you have, of course, the cottons for the top, but you also need a filling and almost all the kind of textiles you can use for something. And uh, it's interesting because I'm doing that based on the tradition of quilting. So while I'm renewing quilting for a bigger audience, also a lot of the older people feel connected with it because it's based on the tradition of reuse and telling stories with quilts and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like helping them to pass down their knowledge, you know, but yeah, without them having to And I'm to just making it... <laughs> My, my idea was maybe quilting will become more popular again if it has more a role in, in society. And that's why the sustainability became important. Totally, totally. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, framing it in that way is so awesome. And it's such a great way to reclaim textiles, which otherwise would be wasted, right? So yeah, it, are you using, I guess, how are you working towards kind of making quilting more sustainable? Well, um, first, because I'm reusing the textiles that get uh, like basically thrown away and sometimes also donated. But that's not all of it, because there's so, so, so much being thrown away that it's not feasible to, to, make, to keep going on making quilts out of it. 
So I'm also hoping that when I make products and out of it, people will buy something lasting. So instead of maybe giving a child when it gets born like 20 pill uh, stuffed toys, it will get one that's really meaningful. So people mm. will also slowly reduce consumptions because otherwise it's not it's not feasible. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's something I find interesting when you start to think about sustainability and like incorporating sustainability into product businesses, it really becomes like a, a focus on consumerism and, and mm -hmm. product quality. I, and that's something I, I really appreciate, but it's, uh, we're asking people to make a lifestyle change, Yeah, you know, and I think that that's really the challenge right it's not so much as like buy this really cool thing it's buy this really cool thing and not 19 other things as well yeah and that's why it, it's the hardest challenge but i think i try at least to focus on how how embracing sustainability is not only about resources because i think that's mm -hmm. a very limited view on it but to me sustainability is creating a world where everybody is basically happier so making those kind of choices are not only good for the planet but it will also help you with your mental health and your connections and yeah. stuff like that because uh, my focus is yeah. on people who are very sensitive for everything going around them and I noticed for myself that having like so many clothes in my closet I get super restless I don't even know how to start dressing myself in the morning for example but if you have fewer items that are more meaningful it sort of quiets down your life and also mm -hmm. I have a quilt my mom made me when I was like 10 and it was 20 years ago and because it's still good it totally I can totally ignore the need to buy blankets because I have yeah. And that creates some kind of peace of mind, I notice. I think people are yeah. looking for, but maybe they don't know. Because you see mental health is not going well for many people. I think that could yeah. be part of it. Yeah. And also, yeah. having the meaningful quilts, you can share fabrics or make them together. Like use the pens mm -hmm. from all your friends. And then also you have more connection with community. And I think that's also yeah. something people look for, which traditionally was also quilting. So it's much more than only resources. It has to be more. Mm -hmm. There has to be meaning to it, I hope. And then people will slowly start changing because it makes them more, it makes it more worth living, basically. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. it's easier to make those changes when you are in a community of people who yeah. are like-minded, right? Who are also making those changes mm -hmm. in their and life. People are looking for nice things because when you are too hard on climate change, people will drift away because they don't want to feel bad even yeah. more than they already do. So it has to be mm -hmm. better. It has to be nicer somehow. Yeah. You cannot force anyone to change. Yeah. It has to be the better right. option at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I also imagine that because you're helping people with a skill and learning mm -hmm. to create their own, there's a meaning that comes with and an appreciation that comes with sitting and doing the movement, you know, over yeah. and over again. And then being like, wow, I just... I just put 30 hours into making this, this thing and the conversation, the thoughts that come up and, you know, you're sitting with yourself or you're sitting with a community and having a lovely conversation. 
that's what creates meaning there. And yeah. I think that's what you're, that's what you're offering also is not just the product, but the meaning and the, and the connection behind the product. And I think mm. that's really something really special. Yeah, exactly. I also have, for example, workshops where some participants don't speak at all, but they really enjoy being there. Mm -hmm just doing something meaningful because one of my projects, it's a very Dutch term, it's called krachttekens. We basically make blankets for youth who need support. So I noticed it really, people really enjoy having a reason to come together and do something for somebody else. So they don't have to take it home or finish it. They can just do something nice for a few hours and go home. I think it can draw out people who are feeling lonely without having to force them to do very extroverted things because not everybody is like that. Yeah, I love that. And yeah. do you hold these via Zoom or are they in person? I prefer in person. I do have online classes, but they're more for the do-it-yourself type of person. Mm -hmm. There's something different on doing it live because then you can sense how the room is feeling and who is who needs some help and who is doing okay. and. <laughs> Yeah, there's more yeah. space. Yeah. There's more room to to hold the space for each creativity. Uh, yeah, it's easier. Yeah, yeah. With Zoom, yeah. it's more one way, I guess. Yeah, are your Zoom personal. classes one on one? No, I usually have groups. Okay. Yeah. I want to explore in the future different options, like, uh, but for now it's those groups. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Gosh, yeah. Because then you also talk. It's nice. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You make friends that are local to you. I mean, yeah. there's such there's such a need for people to have not only a hobby for themselves, but also just yeah, be a community of like-minded people around them. I think yeah. I think you're you're spot on that that's really and sometimes people, uh, people need a reason because I used to be a bit afraid of people. But having yeah. a reason to go out helps because then you don't necessarily have to talk about yourself. You can talk about the quilt you're making. Totally. And then you have <laughs> something to connect with. And it's sometimes easier. Totally. And just because yeah. of my own past, I really focus on those sensitive people who don't seem to know how to connect. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to show them it's possible. It's just... You have to find your own way of going about it and your own people. Yeah. Yeah. And just for anyone listening, you're in the Netherlands. Yes. And your time zone, just because, yeah, you're in um, is Central European time zone and you offer online classes. So if anybody listening wants to join one of yeah. your online classes, that's... Most of the online classes so far are, are like on demand. So they're just videos you can uh, watch whenever you want. Oh. oh, that's really cool. Yeah. But I'm still that's experimenting really cool. actually with what works best. So if I'm open for suggestions as well, like it's just a lot of trial and error on, uh, because for me, quilting with those all kinds of materials is sort of normal, but mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's trial and error what people find interesting and where they need more help and where they can just steam on, on their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, aside from the community aspect of it, I know we've talked previously and last time we spoke, you were connecting with, I think it was a, uh, secondhand shop where mm -hmm. you were getting your 
fabrics from. And I'm curious about, yeah, how that's going, where you're sourcing fabrics now, and also the fabrics you use for, say, the inside of the stuffing of the quilt and stuff like that. It's, it's like three different things so far. It's the, still the second hand store in town where I live, the ReStore. Uh, but they are very good when I have specific things I want. For example, because they, they are like a very big center. They select, they, they like to make, yeah, I don't know the English word now. But they divide it in different categories. So when I want woolen blankets or mm -hmm. canvas pads, they have it. And I have a workspace in, in a town called Almere, where I work at a recycling mm -hmm. uh, place, the Upcycle Centrum, it's called. And they have us ambition to become circular. So they give entrepreneurs like me the opportunity to, to make something out of the trash that comes in and make it into value. And that's where I get a oh, lot of cool. my stuff too. And they also got me the assignment to be the creative inventor and the palace of textiles to be like, what value can I make from this? And also donations from quilters and other people. I also use half-made quilt tops and stuff like that, for example. Mm. Okay. Wow. I've become cool. a bit so more selective because there's so freaking much of it around. But uh, it's still yeah. good. I really like the challenge of designing products now that have meaning. I even don't really like the word products, but that's basically what it is. Hmm. But meaningful yeah. projects. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned something about a quilted stuffed animal. I would mm -hmm. love to know more about that because my understanding of, of a quilt is the technique of sewing, but it's a, a, a blanket, a, a quilt. So yeah, I, quilting is many things. It's, okay. it's people know it as a blanket, but basically it's the technique of sewing through three layers of fabric. Okay, That's it, historically what it means, but it has become a bit more broad and now it's also making things out of scrap fabrics. It's, oh, okay. it's like, yeah, that's actually patchwork, but quilting is like the whole thing. Mm. And um, when I started doing my business, I, I researched and talked to people what's stopping them from quilting. And one thing was people assuming it was only a blanket, but that's yeah. not true. Yeah. Anything that's textile uh, can be a quilt. <laughs> so, and I, I really like, like nurturing the child in me. So I will start making uh, toys. <laughs> So this cute. one I call the yeah it's Dutch the gefeder de vriend but it basically means the flying friend <laughs> and um, oh. this is a pro prototype I even got these stamped fabrics from some people who I gave a workshop which is interesting how things come together sometimes and um, I was thinking you can also use this as a memory quilt when for example somebody's father dies you can use like the shirts and the and mm -hmm. uh, uh, pants, and these are ties. So that this is how I'm, and in the inside there's like scraps, but there's also some sweater to make it soft. Mm -hmm. So like this, I'm designing the products based on different kind of fabrics. So it becomes mm -hmm. a very, yeah, meaningful and also qualitative good project product that's like memorable as well. It's not mass yeah, produced, really boring. Cool. It does, yeah. Yeah. I love how that. do you know, just sort of a, an inventor question, how do you know the best thing to put inside of a quilt or, you know, for stuffing? Because I know batting, you know, typically a quilt would use batting, 
but that's like often plastic or not mm -hmm. nice to like pull from something else, right? Um, so trial and error, and it depends on the yeah, okay. trial and error. And also, I have the kind of spirit that doesn't do boxes, so you just use what's there. Like, for example, yeah. I made a pot holder with an old blanket, and in the beginning, it was like ah, it looks a bit strange, but then I was thinking, if you spill something, you can clean it up with the pot holder. So <laughs> It's it's combination between trial and error and playing around actually and and allowing yourself to also not finish projects when it doesn't work and to not think like this is how it's supposed to go but what feels soft and and also another interesting example is I was making a quilt like a blanket out of a woolen blanket and uh, sometimes it's luck because I was complaining to a friend who works a lot with like people who are disabled and I was saying the quilt is too heavy I don't know how to it's too heavy it doesn't work but she was like heavy is good because then it can calm people because sometimes people use like yeah. heavy blankets right so no it's like blankets ah, yeah. Eureka. <laughs> so woolen blankets it's it's that yeah it's trial and error talking to people showing your products and thinking not like this is what I want to make but also let the fabrics and the materials speak for themselves in a way because also these these feet, it was sort of happenstance because I uh, it's a tie people wear. Yeah. And, but the ends are too thin to actually quilt with. So I had those laying around and I was like, ah, that's very interesting actually to just use yeah. them like this because then it has an interesting visual effect. So playing yeah. around. And for a young kid, that's nice, easy to hold. They can pull it around yeah. or I'm thinking like my dog would run around with that she yeah, exactly. loves, would love that yeah and it's a fun element it makes it a funny quilt and I really believe in joy in sustainability because it's it, the world is already depressing enough so we shouldn't make the solution also depressing totally absolutely that's a really yeah. nice finding quote. the joy in the solutions <laughs> yeah absolutely because in the beginning, I was really stuck because I thought now I have a workplace in Almere and I'm becoming a serious entrepreneur. I have to make serious projects like laptop covers and stuff like that. But I I did, I really didn't like it. I got stuck and really angry with myself. But then I came out of it because I really enjoy making toys like that. Yeah. <laughs> I have many yeah. more ideas of also combining functions like a a toy that's also a memory quilt or a toy that's also helping with drafts or a toy that's also so that's making me more happy to so follow the joy that's is true. usually the way to go definitely I think yeah. we can relate even with our business we just <laughs> recently had a whole different had a whole big change and because we were like let's build the thing that we love let's build the thing we want and I think that's a big change for sustainability, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's a change in our lifestyle. It's not all about this like capitalism, like push for growth and this like kind of nasty, do whatever it takes to like yeah. climb claw to the top feeling. Like it doesn't work in a new world of, with, and it doesn't work with female, like women in charge when women yeah. lead, like we lead with our hearts. That's that's what we want to do. And that's the world we want to live in. And I, yeah, it's really nice to, to see that coming more and more in talking with entrepreneurs that are dedicated to a sustainable yeah. transition. 
it has to be worth living, right? In the Netherlands, we have zingeving. It's like meaning making. And to me, that's also, that's part of, of what I do. It has to, there's a lot of people in the Netherlands who cannot really participate in society because of trauma or they're neurodivergent mm -hmm. and they don't know how or they are disabled. And they have a lot of talk about zingeving, but usually they make them do like useless stuff. But I think it's much more valuable to give them also, everybody needs that feeling they are doing something good or something mm -hmm. meaningful. I think that will really help with a lot of yeah. things. Don't really know where I'm going with this. But... There's such a sense of pride when you make yeah. something like, yeah, and you can show it off to people. You can, you know, yeah, you can talk about it with people if you don't know what else to talk about like look at this cool blanket i made <laughs> you know? yeah and i yeah. think it shows as well it i think you you can probably feel or sense it in a quilt and like now i i hear myself saying i'm also very shy and people laugh but i i used to be very shy as a person and not not able to talk about my emotions at all and quilts were a way for me to tell people i cared about them because that was the only way i could so i think bringing the, those kind of stories I do a lot of storytelling as well because I want to give people yeah opportunities and ideas and how they can do something with their life that's different from the hard-working extroverted mm -hmm. you have to do this you have to do a lot of that you have to be this you have to be amazing at everything I want to just show them that something small can be very valuable if you do it with intentions and meaning and with a story in mind and stuff like that i'm also not yeah. not a perfect teacher i don't teach perfection i teach creative freedom in a way and making them yeah adequate <laughs> but with a lot of fun i think that that's also kind of yeah. a part of this reframing right it's like yeah. not only yeah. are we kind of redefining what like success is and it's you know we can now frame it in happiness but also like not perfectionism mm -hmm. <laughs> you know really usually it doesn't matter it doesn't matter anyway usually really? right it's still it's like my quilts are not really straight but they're still very strong so who cares yeah i love that <laughs> to be perfect i to feel be that strong. way about myself also <laughs> yeah. i'm not very straight but i'm very strong yeah. <laughs> it's not going well all the time but i'm still functioning so yeah that's all we can ask for sometimes. <laughs> That's what we got. I yeah. completely resonate. Yeah, with I that. want to make things feel easier. Yeah. Yeah. Also for That's, myself, I but think also that for others. In and of itself is so valuable. Life is really hard. And for somebody yeah. just to say, hey, I just want to make it feel no, I just give you this small thing to make it feel a little easier. It's like, damn. <sighs> Thank you you know yeah that's and why i like quilting for that is because it's something you can basically do in secret so it can be a very easy step for people to start like doing things that bring them joy or to express their own individualism because you can basically use the clothes you already have and like mm -hmm. basic sewing supplies are very cheap you don't even need a sewing machine it's something like if you don't dare to tell people, you don't have to at first. It gives people like that very little step that sometimes all somebody can do, but still something that will make you feel more valuable and joyful. Because uh, my first class is, for example, a coaster and you can do it in four hours, but then you have your own coaster. And every time you drink tea, you're like, I made a coaster. 
And That's I think cool. that can be the first yeah. step for people. Yeah. I really focus on, on how to get people moving because I was very stuck at a long time and I know that small steps like that can be very, very significant. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That Not focus cool. on the end goal, but focus on what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you usually not use a sewing machine for quilting? Yeah, both. I, guess- I, I, I kind of use a sewing machine more these days because I, I have to work a bit quicker now because I have so many projects I want to do, but I also still work by hand. And usually when I start teaching people, I do it by hand too, because usually creativity is already a bit nervous wracking for people the first time. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to add the stress of a sewing machine. Yeah. yeah. I want them to experience or doing the noise, it by hand right? as well, because it's very yeah. relaxing as well. And it's also quieter. If you put like eight people together with sewing machines, it's not it's not like introverts, sensory. No. Sens- people friendly at all mm. so I usually no, think by hand and how yeah. they decide to continue at home that's that's up to them I my online videos show both but usually okay. live I, I do like the introductions at least I do by hand it's that. so nice and quiet um, that yeah. was my it was a big question I had because you do work with neurodivergent people and even just me sitting in my room by myself with my sewing machine sometimes I'm like whoa need um, I get a little overwhelmed and if yeah. there was multiple I think it would feel like kind of intense you know so that's nice yeah. it's interesting because sometimes I have to have absolute quiet and sometimes the sewing machine is like a white noise machine but it depends a bit mm-hmm. on how calm I am fair <laughs> you that's also have fair. to understand the machine so and when you're teaching people it's always good to not do everything at once so first, yeah. it's good yeah. to have the creative freedom before you start adding like technical details. Usually the first quilt people made are also with very big stitches and they're not like straight at all. Because, but I want people to feel like that success of the first quilt. And like gradually, I usually introduce more techniques. Mm-hmm. That's and usually it's very fun to watch people explore themselves as well because you give them tips how to work with stretch, but they, they just start doing it. And it's always interesting to see <laughs> and I also learn how to work with it and how to explain things better as a teacher because I see where people get stuck and how they solve their own problems. Yeah. And then yeah. it's again how is good it to do you? it. Yeah. How mm-hmm. is it for you to step into a teaching role as somebody who is a self, you know, proclaimed shy person and introvert to like then be like, I'm going to teach this skill? How does that feel? Well, in a way, it helps because I can just give myself the role of teacher quilter Rihanna, but I don't do it every day because that's too much. And in the beginning, I, I think I'm still a little bit some insecurities if I'm good enough because I'm self-taught in, uh, in a lot of things. <laughs> but the more workshops you do, the more you notice that it's okay. And yeah. in the beginning, I was also struggling a little bit because... Um, you have a lot of quilt classes, but I'm not a typical quilt teacher because I don't even know that much technique if you compare to some others. It's, it's, I know enough, but I'm not like focusing on the technique and pinning mm-hmm. straight and stuff like that. So, but it's something yeah. I have to get used to. That what I do is also valuable for the people that come to my classes. That's the challenge. <laughs> but yeah. when I, once I'm teaching, I, I love it actually. To see to 
that the challenge of uh, finding ways to let people bloom creatively. I love that. Like, because each everybody needs a different approach and it's kind of intuitively. And that makes it always interesting because the one is very big with the start with this. You're like, whoa, but go ahead. We'll see where it ends. And some people open very quietly. You have to really motivate them to do a bit more. It's interesting. Totally. <laughs> Wow. And it's very freeing in a way because you have to let go of a lot of preconceptions if you teach the way I do because I don't have like that much dogmas in how I teach. Mm. So yeah, but yeah, of course you want to lead people into confidence quilters. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. that sounds really, really fast. Are you and you're teaching in? Is it Almer? Yeah, uh, Almera, I, I only started recently, but I did some things in Ada and other areas. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah, actually looking for organizations uh, to cooperate with. Yeah, so if somebody okay. knows somebody. Because <laughs> that's usually easier, yeah. because then you have a group of people willing to quilt, because it's nice to work with introverted, shy people, but they're quite hard to find. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't, we don't <laughs> go around. Um, <laughs> no. That's kind of the thing. I also don't I... go to classes often, so I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find like partners to work with to easier access the group of people because I also want to do it ethically. I don't want to like barge in. I want to do it carefully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Uh, it would it be easy to yeah travel to a different part of the Netherlands to do that or? Yeah, do you I, really... I don't. I don't think so necessarily. I think okay. the interesting. It will help if you have if you have a partner who knows where your group of people is who would like to learn how to quilt. Yeah, and how okay. to frame it as well because quilting is not yet very popular. So it depends on how you <laughs> tell people as well. Because if you say we're going to make a memory quilt out of old clothes, people are like, oh, interesting. But if you frame it too much as quilting, people will think it's too boring. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so there's some marketing there. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, it really has a bad reputation still. That's what I'm working on as well. That's why mm -hmm. I also do a lot of storytelling and being here and being on television and being on social media so much, so people can see that that quilting doesn't have to be boring. Totally. But it can be much yeah. more than they thought. It seems like just kind of from watching on, on social media, it definitely seems like there is a growing group of the generation kind of younger than mm -hmm. us, Gen Z, um, who's, who's interested in kind of textile arts and crocheting and knitting. Um, yeah. I haven't seen folks talk much about quilting though, but I think that there's totally an opportunity because that generation is definitely more open to not only like you know these ideas of like wanting to create your own everything <laughs> you know DIY yeah. everything or or also interested in kind of homesteading and and just kind of being more in touch with the things that we are we're putting in our homes and our lives um so I think that I think that there's definitely a lot of potential for growth and and mm -hmm. in in what you're doing and so it's really really exciting yeah. to see I think, I think secretly I think quilting is already also a bit more popular than people think. 
But yeah. that depends on the definition you give to it, because a lot of those young textile artists use applique techniques a lot. And that's okay. basically part of quilting. Hmm. Okay. And it's it's a way of making garments stronger or warmer. But yeah, it's indeed a challenge of finding connections with those people and oh. offer them the whole history. <laughs> but it's, yeah, that's also why when I wanted to make quilting more relevant, I ended in the sustainability and the social thing because young people wanted more meaning. They mm -hmm. didn't just want to make for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. But I think if we move away a bit more from the perfectionism and that it has to look perfect, it will help even more totally yeah that yeah. it can like, be a way to hack your life quilting and that it can be a big blanket but that it can also be something smaller yeah or something you add yeah, on like something a, or yeah. yeah i have a i have a quilted like jacket that's basically mm -hmm. my favorite jacket ever and it's just a, it's quilted I, I love it it is so cool and i get so many compliments and i'm like yeah i'm gonna learn how to quilt a jacket like this one day for myself it was a uh, something I found, but yeah, yeah. That's that's. I think that's interesting. There's a, 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 I think still a discussion going on in the quilting world whether you allow to cut up quilts into jackets. But I think it's good at least they're used. Allowed. Yeah, exactly. To. That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Creative freedom and stuff. I I'm cutting up some quilt tops as well, and I'm a little bit nervous what my my quilting friends think of it. But I think mm. the freedom is very important to just break boundaries because otherwise it can never be reclaimed. Right. Yeah. But also, I get a lot of critique because the fabrics I work with are not 100% pure cotton. And then you're not you're not able to quilt with it. But then I'm like, it's stuck, so apparently I managed. But I understand what I mean. Or <laughs> there's lots of those rules, and that it has to be straight, or it has to be a certain length of stitching. Or but yeah, I think we have to be more open to the possibilities of using anything that's there. And it might mean that yeah. it will be like won't last a hundred years, but maybe it's okay if it only lasts fifty. Then we can just love yeah. it and make a new one. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. And I'm also thinking if if there are so many awful quality fabrics around that you can't quilt with, maybe we shouldn't produce them in that case. That's a, that's a great yes. Point. Yeah. But once, yeah. since they're here, I have to use them. So that's kind of my answer to those people saying you can't quilt with anything that's not cotton. I'm like, it's there. That's so crazy. Yeah, that's a rule I, that's meant I, to be broken, I think. That's sure. And also it makes quilts much more alive if you use different kind of fabrics, because if you only use cottons, it's very flat. Yeah. But if you use also denim and the corduroy and stuff like that, it creates sort of sensory, very pleasing thing. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. I, it makes it more alive. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. So Textures. Yeah. Th yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. I think having like bits and pieces of corduroy is one of my favorite like sensory uh. feelings and I think that would probably be super cool but also I think you're right I Courtney and I were just talking about this how like these fabrics exist right like we were talking about polyester and plastic made fabrics in particular they exist there's like nothing we are going to be able to do about that should we just ignore them and just like put them right. in a pile to to not rot like what do we yeah. yeah um we either like 
we need to use them or they're going to go to waste. And that's waste is the problem. So I'll burn them, but it's also terrible. Totally. That's horrible. <laughs> Just use them <laughs> in the quilt. I have yeah. twisted a little bit. Like I used to quilt with polyester as well, but some polyester is really awful, like really thin. And I, often I use it as stuffing because indeed we have to do something with it. And now at least it's not in the way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I try to make That's jokes fine. like that as well. You know, hope that people start thinking about it. Like polyester, we can't really do anything with it except stuff a toy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Better than one in the valid. Better and then we can just put it put it somewhere in our house so it's not in the way and it's not polluting anything and, yep. and it's nice to look yep. at but maybe we shouldn't <laughs> but I yeah that's that's difficult hmm. yeah kind of it's it's enormous amounts as well yeah yeah it's problematic there are innovative techniques being developed so that's a good thing but I think still we need to reduce we cannot, there's no way we can recycle everything that's produced into something useful. Yeah. Then you no. just consumerism, but then circular. I don't think that's better for the planet. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I think we need to, like you're saying, to bring it full circle, uh, we need to use less yeah. and then reuse what we yeah. use. Otherwise, you get situations where you recycle textiles into something that's also not usable. Because you can yep. shred it into filling for auto car, auto car seats, for example. But mm -hmm. how many seats do you need? Hmm. Right. At some point. And, yeah. Yeah. But by giving people the skills and kind of empowering them to think creatively mm -hmm. about the things that they're purchasing using what they can like work with I think that's kind of where that's kind of the only option right it's yeah. just empowering them to have the knowledge of like ways to reuse the things mm -hmm. that I kind of hope that uh, yeah. I also teach people to work with specific fabrics and I kind of hope that when they discover some fabrics are awful to work with they become more conscious in their buying as well when they need something new Right. Just that knowledge of fabric types like, yeah. would totally yeah. change how you go shopping for clothing. Like, mm -hmm. if you're like, oh, this is rayon. Like, I have a, you know, a story about that. Like, it was yeah. awful. It, it shredded. Yeah. yeah. Can't reuse that. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm starting to get to that place, actually. Like, now that you say that, when I'm buying something, I'm like, how the hell am I going to fix this? If I get a hole in this, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't know how to patch it like I don't know how to patch I mean this I do but like oh, what I'm, I, I don't have an example around me but yeah, and a lot of you know, those t-shirts from uh, the Primark t-shirts and stuff like that that have very nice prints are usually so bad quality that you cannot even do anything with it so you, it's nope. very hard to turn it into a memory because it's just too thin often yeah yeah you can of yeah. course but it's so much work yeah. that it makes sense to to create better quality things mm-hmm yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. I have so I have a pair of sweatpants from Primark that is just like, you know, it literally just wears through. And I and I've been looking at it going, how do I reuse this? What do I do? I can't fix these. Can I darn them? I have I have no idea. Like I just I don't Yeah, know. if the whole fabric so, is see-through, the only thing is stuffing. Mm. Yeah. 
exactly. So yeah. now I need to, yeah, think about it. And so now I, when I'm buying new clothing or secondhand clothing, indeed, I would start to think about like, what can I use this fabric for if I need to reuse it and could I fix it? And, and that, that was a mindset shift for me, even as somebody that is conscious about what I buy. And I was like pretty proud about it. I was like, Tom, I'm thinking about my clothes. Tom's my partner. He was like, okay. I had that too at some point that uh, I usually have secondhand clothing. Even I wear stuff that gets donated because it's still good. But if I buy something new, usually very nice dresses, I only buy them if I can turn them into a quilt later. If I'm like, these fabrics are interesting, I would like them to have in to, to use later. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh. yeah, it changes your whole <laughs> buying perception, right? Yes. It's yeah. So when I wear them, like I usually wear those things also years. And when I'm really, they're not mendable anymore or, or I changed body mm -hmm. type or something like that, I can make it into quilts. And that also tells the story again, eh? because then if you look at quilts made in that era, to say so, you see those fabrics and all the kind of quilts you make. And that's also a way to create connections on a more symbolic level, because then yeah. your dress and the shirt of my boyfriend and the shirt of my grandfather are used in different quilts, connecting yeah, the good vibes you have around those people and also the people who get those quilts. It sort of connects in an energetic way. And I think there's something yeah. interesting in that too, that creates yeah. more meaning. Yeah. And then when I am with my mom and I talk about old quilts we made, we're like, ah, that's that's what I used to wear when I was like five or something like that. <laughs> A lot of curtains my mom made are turned into quilts now because we all grown. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, I like it. Yeah. And also by using those those motherly curtains like my mother put a lot of mother vibes in it if they if I give them to somebody else they also get those motherly vibes maybe they didn't have mm -hmm. a mom so I can like give it on and I think that's something interesting in that too yeah Birds that's Valley magic more. yeah that's the magic of that's as witchery well. <laughs> yeah but I think there has to be more room for that as well because it, it's like it's how we create meaning it is big. yeah yeah absolutely there is like more a spiritual backing to what I do sometimes. So I think it helps. Yeah. To also it's not beautiful. lose focus on values and stuff like that. Because you know why everything mm -hmm. connects and then it's usually good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's really beautiful. Thank you. And thank you for bringing that into and for teaching that and for like yeah. passing that along and and holding a trend a, a tradition that is important mm -hmm. um for our world that will continue even when the there is no power in the world and the apocalypse <laughs> yeah. comes and people will know we people will have this physical tangible skill and then the needle will become like the new gold and diamond <laughs> Collect them now. Night. Yeah. yeah. So they break sometimes and then people are like, I found some crap. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also uh, one thing I also like about the history of quilting is that there no, there's not really one history because I know people from all over the world. And when I talk about what I do to them, almost everybody has a mother or a grandmother who did some type of quilting. 
like Colombia, Iran, Bangladesh, India, yeah. the Netherlands, Germany. There's not one history, which means that from like maybe when civilization started, people had scraps and they wanted to make it into something that's useful and beautiful all over the world. Yeah. I think that brings connection as well to share techniques and to share that urge because beauty has always been important and meaning in that. a very practical way as well, like beauty in the everyday. Yeah. So all the days you have are more joyful and it's yeah. not something you can break, but it's something you can teach. And it's something that has no rules because it has been everywhere already. You can just inspire mm -hmm. people and show them options. Yeah. That's a really nice way to look at it. I love it. Wow. So for folks who are interested in mm -hmm. learning more, how can they find you? How can they kind of get in touch? Uh, my name is Kikas Quiltz. Um, I am pretty findable on Instagram and Facebook. You can always send me messages. I also have kickasquilts.org. You can find more information about the projects and also access to the classes, which you can also always send me a message about it because I'm reshuffling the website a little bit. Okay. And there's also a newsletter if you want to stay up to date because now I'm really delving into the creative inventor side, but I think in a few weeks time, I'm going to do more classes. But now it's a little bit on a blow burner in a slow burner <laughs> because I, I wanted to not do too many different things. I wanted to believe in mm -hmm. the power of also invention and make the stuffed toys and after that start teaching but I will share what I do on social media like daily I share a lot nice <laughs> so Great. you can follow my process yes definitely and ask yes. questions absolutely and you can find kick-ass quilts on our directory yeah. so mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> also I will change uh, the text a little bit yeah mm. We talk about it okay yeah um thank you yeah i think that's it for now people can i'm pretty responsive like not always always because uh, there's no hurry but i will always get back to people who email me or message me so if you have questions Great. or you want to know more or something you feel free to ask i'm here to help perfect yeah. and i always love seeing stuff you make oh yeah gotta send the fight and finish results for sure yeah, yeah. so if it's not based on my classes i just love seeing how people reuse old textiles and clothes nice cool. yeah <laughs> and i usually share it as well because i want to inspire people and that's by showing more than what i do because everybody has their own touch cool yeah. that's really Amazing. cool yeah well, yeah. thank you so much, Rihanna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for letting us pick your brain. And thank you all for watching. Thanks, mm -hmm. everybody. Yeah, we'll talk to you. Thank next you. Time. <laughs> Bye.